0: For the Newsmax Daily, from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. Make
1: sure, if you get the chance to, if you haven't, to subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts today. And if you would, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Getting a lot of great reviews. Obviously, people like what's happening on the show. It is uh, different than other conservative talk out there. It is uh, informative, funny, and uh, motivational. Occasionally. Occasionally. In case you didn't know, um, we've been doing the show about, what, six months now? And uh, I am a political satirist. I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years. I'm a host on Newsmax. I do a show called Rob Carson's What in the World, which airs on the weekends. Um, and hopefully that'll grow a little bit because uh, it's resonating quite well. And then uh, I also am a voice artist, and I and I cook, and I do a lot of stuff. And uh, we I try to bring a, a perspective that I brought to the Rush Limbaugh program, and that is to uh, make, uh, make a point with humor when I can. Although it is very hard these days to uh, to be funny because, wow. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Last night, a, uh, if there were a real journalist hosting the event and asking hard questions of Joe Biden in Ohio, in Cincinnati, last night at a town hall, it might be considered elder abuse. But it was just a giant booty kiss by uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon hosting the CNN town hall in Cincinnati that I used to call home, Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati, by the way. And the chili is good. So get off the chili right now. It's absolutely awesome. But uh, the half-empty hall, literally, there were, there were very few people there. There were more protesters outside of Joe Biden's town hall. And it was a giant, uh, you know, booty kiss. It was. Uh, here is Joe Biden having a total... Uh, mental misfire when being asked about kids and worry masks. listen to him as you remember remember in the, uh, the the sci-fi genre when the computer gets overloaded you know the the, the computer just like talk to mr spock and and it gets overloaded when logic starts to really hit and the and the computer just suddenly misfires and blows up that's kind of what happened with joe biden except for his head didn't blow up quite but uh, he had a short circuit
2: that's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. <laughs> that's kind of funny. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't. The, Here goes the computer. Here goes the computer. The, the, the experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be... I think he
1: needs to do a disc cleanup. You know, one of those things you do, you do the disc cleanup, you empty your recycle bin.
2: Uh, or, excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA?
1: For the FDA. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me out here, Don. Help me out, buddy. Help me out. What's your name again? Don, yeah, help me out. Here he is uh, talking about um, massive spending, will result in less inflation, which is nonsense. It has never been proven to be the case. Massive government spending always, 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 100% of the time, ends up with inflation and also a reduction in the value of the currency.
3: i seem pretty confident that, that inflation is
1: temporary, but it's just... if you like to go to Venezuela, check it out when you take a wheelbarrow f- full of money to the store and buy a loaf of bread. Oh, wait, you can't even get bread.
3: Pumping all of this money into the
2: economy couldn't that add to no the, look here's the deal moody's today when our wall street firm not some liberal think tank said if moody's is the only one we pass the other two things i'm trying to get done we will in fact reduce inflation
1: reduce it in- if you could see this he just there's vacant he doesn't literally there's no difference between his pupils and his irises anymore inflation reduce
2: inflation because are going to be—he's almost like the uh, the doll in uh, what was it, Corianne? Providing good opportunities and jobs for people, who in fact are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about. Coraline, it's Coraline. Driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it—it it is. I—I—I I, I, I sincerely mean. Okay, this is all utter nonsense. And again, he's got the misfire going. This. prices are up now and they're up in, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two-by-fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working, cutting lumber.
1: This makes absolutely no sense. That's absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong.
2: Stop doing it because the unemployment was so down. Now, all of a sudden, there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. You understand what I'm saying? It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing? Wow,
1: That made no sense at all. Um, it costs if you're going to build a house between 35 and 70,000 dollars more just for lumber since he took office. Here is uh, Don Lemon. I, I don't know if this is unwittingly, if he's not been paying attention, Tony Bobolinsky and others have noticed that when it comes to uh, uh, financial transactions on Hunter Biden's laptop, always goes to the big guy. Tony Bobolinsky has told uh, the media, and he's not being covered, and it's a shame because it's true. Hunter Biden's laptop is real. It happened. It details abject corruption by the Biden administration, by Joe Biden, by the Biden family. And Joe Biden is called the big guy, the big guy who gets 10% of everything, including possibly Barisma, the money that D got for Burisma, the $1.4 billion hedge fund that he's now managing from China. But here is Don Lemon calling him the big guy, maybe unwittingly knowing this or doing it with wink and a nod because he can get away with it.
3: Mr. President, you've been the big guy for six months now wow. in the White House. Can you take us behind the scenes, something that was extraordinary or unusual that happened that stands out to you?
1: What a just a, just a Really stupid question. <laughs> I mean, that is a that is a typical bad throwaway question. That's the kind of question you do with Lady Gaga. That's the, the kind of question you do with you know some movie star. Is there something surprising about doing this role? Did you, what surprised you about doing this role? Honestly, what what a what a worthless throwaway question. Here, Joe Biden is talking about January sixth being the worst thing in the world, even though billions of dollars was caused by Black Lives Matter and Antifa through uh, the entire year of twenty twenty.
3: I want to ask you what's your reaction to that, but number two, if Republicans and Democrats can't come together, right, to investigate the biggest attack on our Capitol in 200 years.
1: We- that is a, an absolute lie, Don Lemon, and there's a reason why you don't have a show and CNN it anymore because you have no listeners or more viewers. What makes you think that they can come together on anything? These people. These people in the half-empty hall.
2: No, I mean it. I'm not being facetious. Democrats and Republicans.
1: You've done not a thing to bring Democrats and Republicans together.
2: I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. Well, well. The fact is, you can't look at that television. I don't think reincarnated necessarily. Say nothing happened on the 6th. You can't listen to people who say this was a peaceful march. No, I'm serious. Think about it. Think of the things being said. I've been through the other end of this when the Democrats 35 years ago were way off. It's like,
1: like Black Lives Matter uh, screaming at protests that they were going to go burn that mother effer down with regard to the Capitol.
2: To the other side. Think about it.
1: But what you can do. Stop that- telling us to think about things when you can't think anymore.
3: So What they can do is try to change the narrative. And say, well, why wasn't Nancy Pelosi prepared? Why weren't the Democrats
2: prepared well, for that? No, they can that to say happen? that, and you can make honest judgments.
1: Yeah, it. but unfortunately, now there are no Republicans on the committee. Only Liz Cheney, who, by the way, her career is so ungodly. Done the, the thermometer popped out of that turkey a long time ago.
2: I have look. I sometimes get myself in trouble for what I'm about to say.
1: Yeah, because uh, your staff goes, "Oh God, he's going to talk."
2: Not that I ever get in trouble. <laughs> Wow. As you've heard me say before, no one ever doubts I mean what I say. The problem is I sometimes say all that I mean. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. But all kidding aside, I have faith in the American people. I really do to ultimately get to the right place. And by the way, many times Republicans are in the right place. I don't mean the it's only a Democratic point
1: of view. Okay, all right, well, nothing you've done has actually proved that you, you believe that. Here he is talking to a small business owner who uh, says that he's going to be in a bind for a while. This is what he did, a terribly tone-deaf response, actually. Uh, restaurant owner John Lanny asked Biden what he was going to do to get more people back to work. The president responded by telling Lanny it was up to him to pay workers more and incentivize them. Now, since last year, COVID-19 unemployment benefits have been $300 more per week than in the past, which amounts to $14,400 per year, which uh, most employers cannot just give an employee a $14,400 raise to come back to work. 26 states have ended the payments, uh, which is a gift from God. Lanny, who uh, says he's already uh, pays his staff $15 an hour, the entire industry, amongst other industries, continues to struggle to find employees. How do you and the Biden administration plan to incentivize those who haven't returned to work? In response, Biden wiped his hands of the issue and said it was the industry's responsibility. Lanny later uh, said that Biden didn't answer the question. Other restaurant owners said the response showed the president does not understand the labor crisis unfolding across the country. Lanny and another Cincinnati restaurant owner, Jean-Francois Flechet, later told the Cincinnati Inquirer that they already paid more than $15 an hour and that Biden doesn't understand the issue. We are in a labor crisis and we need to find a way to incentivize people to get back to work. I just heard restaurants are going to have a hard road going forward and that we need to pay our workers more. That's happening and it's still not enough. The Taste of Belgium owner, Fliché, says, I cannot find workers. If you cannot find workers, restaurants cannot survive. Here is the tone-deaf exchange from the commander-in-chief who pays people to sit at home with your money while driving your business out of business.
2: All kidding aside, I think it really is a matter of people deciding now that they have opportunities to do other things, and there is a shortage of employees. People are looking to make more money.
1: There's always opportunities to do other things than
2: there always have been. And to bargain. And so I think your business and the tourist business is really gonna be in a, in a bind for a little while. Um, and uh, one of How about the, you help us get out of the bind? The things, we're ending all those things that are the things keeping people back from from going back to work, etc. What's that? It'll be interesting to see what happens. But my gut tells me, my gut tells me that part of it relates to you know, you can make a good salary as a waiter or waitress. Uh, one of my sister-in-laws, is a five-sisters, makes a very good salary. She works in Atlantic City. That's where she's she, she's from. But it is there's a lot of people who who are looking to change their their occupation.
1: So- wow! Wow! Tone deaf.
2: I think, but I could be wrong.
3: Well, let me ask you, because he's, John is looking to hire people. He's got 39 restaurants across the country. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to help him out? I mean, he's he's got to get people in. Well,
2: well, John, for first of all, I you know, the thing we... It's d- your fault, John. It's your fault. ...did help John and the Johns out and provide billions of dollars to make sure they could stay open, True. number one.
1: Yeah, then why did so many restaurants close?
2: So you all contributed to making sure John could stay in business. With uh, your your tax money, and we should we should have done that as we did for other industries. But secondly, John, my guess is that um,
1: here's the slap in the face.
2: People being seven eight dollars an hour plus tips. That uh, that's I think, John, you're going to be finding fifteen bucks an hour or more. Okay, and what did I say yesterday?
1: What is this turned into? What is this morphed into? What is this entire uh, spend three hundred dollars a month or we a week more for unemployment? What is it morphed into? It's the backdoor way to $15 an hour. Remember what small businesses were like, listen, we're paying at 735 that's what we can afford. And then the market, the industry, was moving that way. You were moving to $11 an hour. You were moving to $12 an hour. And then this happened, and it's a convenient way to jam $15 an hour or more down businesses' throats. What's that going to mean for you? It means you're going to pay a whole lot more. You're going to be a whole lot more for Everything. Everything. Corey Lewandowski was with Rob Schmidt last night. Here's his initial reaction to Biden's
4: uh, vacant, vapid, wandering town hall. I'll tell you, watching that <laughs> not only gives you pause, but where is most of the media to question Joe Biden's cognitive abilities? Look, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, who at the time was the White House physician, gave Donald Trump a cognitive test and say, pass with flying colors, when is Joe Biden going to have one of these tests? And when is members of the media going to call into question his ability to actually formulate a coherent sentence?
5: Oh, I'll I'll, I'll answer that question. uh, Never. Or maybe when they want Kamala to take over the reins at at that point, perhaps.
1: Nobody's ever going to want her to take the reins. <laughs> <laughs> Here is uh, Corey Lewandowski talking about uh, spending and inflation. Joe Biden is convinced that big government spending flooding the uh, the country with uh, big government spending is not going to cause inflation.
4: Well, this is the great part is every time Joe speaks, he continues to make gaffes. The only time he doesn't make a gaff is when he's ordering his favorite ice cream. And other than that, when he's That's asked true. a question at the ice cream stand... He has to reach into his pocket and tell him, well, this is what my staff told me. These are the lines they gave me. Look, Joe Biden was so out of his own depth today that I'm sure the uh, CNN audience even realized that he is not capable of running this country. This notion that we can spend our way out of inflation is just insanity. What we're seeing is runaway spending from Washington, D.C. that will saddle our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren with debt in perpetuity. And if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have their way, anybody who's got college loans, will simply disappear. And people who go to work every day will have to give up those working wages so people can stay home and they'll continue to get paid to be there.
1: And by the way, according to uh, Business Weekly, on oh, this is Reuters actually, U.S. weekly jobless claims hit a two-month high, continuing a claims fall. So there are more people who are claiming unemployment because of the inflated numbers coming from uh, uh, Washington D.C. Three hundred dollars per week, which you know most people think, oh, three hundred dollars a week is no big deal. Uh, it does if you've got an employee who uh, who works at a drive-through and you know should you probably make nine ten bucks an hour max, you know, because they're probably a, most probably a high school student and. And suddenly, you've got to add fourteen thousand four hundred dollars a year on top of that. Yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, it's nonsense. Here is uh, Rob Schmidt talking with Corey Lewandowski and Biden saying he wants to restore faith in government, although he's doing the opposite.
2: Is you have got to restore faith in government? You have got to get people to the point where they trust government. And I made a
1: <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. This is. I mean, really? I mean, right now, do you trust government? This is the, the time in my life, more than any other time, I trust the government
2: the least. Commitment that when I made a mistake, I would tell you, I've made mistakes. Oh. And when I think I got it right, I'll say it. But I'll, well, you obviously have never had to say that. Take responsibility for what I do and say. Um, what did you make of that explanation?
4: <laughs> well, fifty years of government service, and Joe's never found a program that he supported that's actually helped the American people. You know, Joe-, Joe,
1: because he's literally trying to fix things that have been broken since he got into office. I mean, literally, he's trying to fix things that that have been broken since he got into office. He's out almost fifty years to
4: work on it, and just now he's getting around to Biden, it. Biden, as the time he was elected to the U.S. Senate from Delaware to the day he was sworn in has continuously changed and and gone with the wind. And look, we, we tend to forget that Joe Biden gave the eulogy At the uh, exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan's funeral, Robert Byrd, we tend to... I don't think Don Lemon brought that up last night. Forget of the things that Joe Biden has said about African Americans in this country. So it's easy to see why the American people don't trust Joe Biden. Because his only solution is to take your tax dollars and spend it and don't return it to you. That's not the America I want to grow up in. It's not the America I want my kids to grow up in.
1: No, and I don't either, actually. And... There's a train coming down the tracks, and it's against this nonsense. I did a meme this morning, and I said the SS Bitanic is sinking. If you look at the town hall last night, half-empty town hall for the president of the United States, who supposedly got $81 million, a million dollars. (laughs) Well, he might have gotten that. 81 million votes, uh, half-empty hall last night. More people outside to protest his appearance. This happens all over the country. Here is uh, Representative Jim Jordan on Grant Stinchfield's show talking about um, they believe that January 6th was not the greatest incursion in the history of mankind. And they want to find the facts and they want to figure out why Nancy Pelosi uh, did not make the building secure. They knew that there were going to be millions of people in Washington, D.C. There were some flares going over the FBI's uh, bow. But somehow people were able to literally walk up to the, the United States Capitol, knock out a window with like that little rock hammer. Uh, In Shawshank Redemption, reach in through a hole big enough for your arm, grab the doorknob and open it. Do you suppose they have that kind of security at uh, Fort Knox? Do you suppose they have that kind of security at the U.S. Mint? Do you suppose they have that kind of security at the Supreme Court? No. No. It was a setup. It was a shakedown. It was a put on. Here is uh, Jim Jordan's response to uh, the presser yesterday about the Republicans being booted from the January 6th committee.
0: They responded firmly.
6: She knows that we were prepared to fight to get to the truth, to find the facts about what happened on that day to make sure that January 6th would never happen again. I don't think they're
4: going to address the fundamental question. Yep. The fundamental question of why wasn't there a proper uh, proper security presence at the Capitol that day? They're not going to address that, and only one person can answer that question. Only one, Speaker of the United States House of Representatives.
1: And she won't be asked because now there are only friendly people on the panel on the Republican side, including Liz Cheney again, who is so done; her turkey thermometer popped out months ago. Take her out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some people actually talking, the people who were the alleged uh, incursionists. And literally, I mean, hundreds of people were arrested. Many are in jail, some in solitary confinement. There were supposedly thousands of dollars worth of damage, and the building opened two hours later. Most of the people went inside and took selfies. Uh, Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense.
0: Stop running from January 6th. Stop being afraid of the media lies. Okay, now this is where
1: Grant makes a great point, and I said this from the get-go. Everybody on television, when you look at the January 6th incursion, wanted to self-flagellate before they would have an opinion on it. So, oh, I believe this is the worst thing. I believe this is the worst thing ever in the history of mankind. And this should never happen. And yeah, sure, okay, it shouldn't happen. But at the same time, how about you get so passionate about Minneapolis burning or Ferguson burning? How about that? How about that? How about police officers being injured? How about Portland, the, the, uh, the federal courthouse? How about Lafayette Square? How about attempting to burn down St. John's Church and sending President Trump and his family into the bunker for the first time in presidential history? How about that? But instead, you're focusing on a bit where people went in waving flags. There were some bad players in the group, many of them FBI informants, people who were there to actually stoke rage to get people inside the building. These are unindicted uh, co-conspirators. There were members of Antifa there. There were members of BLM there. Uh, If you want to doubt me, bring it. Because I've done my research on this, and we've got to stop being so terrified to say, you know what, really, there were a lot of worse things that happened in the country surrounding January the 6th that nobody is focusing on, and I'm tired of self-flagellating and making it sound like January 6th was the worst thing ever.
0: Stop being afraid of the media lies and tell their stories like the people who've appeared on this network news max
1: here are the incursionists the people who want to take down the government the worst threat in the history of our republic
2: it was grandmas it was children it
1: was dogs and dogs yeah they can take down a government
5: patriots it's being portrayed like we're some kind of terrorists. not only that not
1: you know who's not being called terrorists actual terrorists violence You know, I did what I could to help officers at certain points. By the time we got out, uh, the raids had already taken place inside the Capitol.
4: The way that we were treated was unconstitutional and inappropriate.
1: Wow, they do sound like incursionists and insurrectionists and people. Yeah, not so much. (laughs) I want to thank our new sponsor, author Craig Stanfield. Now, I've been talking about this this new book. It's called Terms of Service, Subject to Change Without Notice, and it's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble for only three ninety nine. If you're looking for a great summer read this year, <clears throat> get away from the electronics and read. You might want to check this one out. Most sci-fi novels start out with a bang because the worlds and characters which they portray are already familiar to the reader, not this one. The start of this book is devoted entirely to world building and to defining the main character, without which the rest of the story will be impossible to understand. So it's a fresh start. It's not a book series, and you'll find it fascinating. Savor the writing, enjoy the world, and don't worry. There's plenty of conflict and tension in store. Follow Kim's amazing journey as she rises from dull complacency to the heights of power and prestige before plunging into the abyss as she struggles with the demons of her past and learns far more than she ever wanted to about really what goes on at the centers of power. Nancy Pelosi, anyone? Although she actually likes uh, the, the, what really goes on in the centers of power. It's a great new science fiction novel, and by the way, we're going to talk to uh, Craig Stanfield tomorrow. But until then, it is available for a limited time for only four bucks three ninety nine at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Okay, again, it's called Craig Stanfield's. Terms of service subject to change without notice. I just got this for my wife. She loves to read. She is a voracious reader, and I know she's going to enjoy this. And she's not even a sci fi reader. Although her favorite movie is The Fifth Element. Kind of weird that way. Kind of weird that way. Here is Donald Trump Jr. talking about the January 6th commission and the Republicans who were booted off because
0: Nancy Pelosi didn't want to get to the truth. What do you make of Nancy Pelosi's moves today?
6: Well, listen, dictators are going to dictate. That's what they do. Uh, You you see how the left has responded to everything. They want a one-sided narrative. You would think with mainstream media on their side, with big tech on their side, you would think that would be enough of an advantage. But the fact that Nancy Pelosi would literally kick off the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee off of this, Jim Jordan, uh, the leader of the largest you know, caucus in the House off of there, Jim Banks, but still have a known liar like Adam Schiff, arguably the biggest liar in the history of the United States Congress. For four years, we heard about how he had seen with his own eyes the evidence of Russia collusion. He gets up there. He leaked during my testimony when I did 30 hours in front of various committees, whether it be House or Senate, about what they all knew was total nonsense. So this is what authoritarians do. They want to make sure there's only one side of the argument. There's only one opinion to be had. And again, they will have the mainstream media carry their nonsense narrative. Social media will do what it can to suppress the other side. And that's what we're doing. We are devolving yeah. into what we hate about Russia or communist
1: This is exactly what's going on in Cuba. They're trying to paint the opposition of the revolution as uh, something that it is not. Unreal.
6: China and all of the things that we hold near and dear in America in terms of freedom. This is exactly what they're doing
1: in Cuba to people who are protesting. Nothing to see here. This is a violent mob. What's going on here? There's no swamp here. There's nothing illegal going on here. Everything those people who are outside the building say against the government is misinformation.
6: Free speech in terms of equality are down the tubes only one way. You don't see the same stuff happening to 100 by...
1: People weren't there to take down the government. They were there to say, hey... Let's look at this election because there's so much evidence there was something very, very wrong and the potential that it was stolen is very high. That's why they were there. And you don't see anyone questioning. Trump crowds never get violent. Antifa and Black Lives Matter always do well, at least 98% of the time.
6: Whether Adam Schiff should really be on there given the nonsense that he's perpetrated on the American people and the lies he's told.
1: Yeah, like Russian collusion for a couple of years. Adam Schiff is the biggest liar in congressional history.
6: For the last few years. But I'm really glad that Kevin McCarthy is pushing back and calling this what it is. That he's withdrawing the Republicans so they can keep doing their witch hunt because they're going to do it one way or the other anyway. So Kevin... Mc- Usually they hunt
1: witches. In this, this case, Nancy Pelosi Liz Cheney, the witches are doing the hunting.
6: McCarthy, it's good to see Republicans actually fighting back on the lies and on the nonsense.
1: On the nonsense. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, once again, Democrats are being shown that they are on the wrong side of history. New Rasmussen poll reveals that a majority of voters in the U.S. want Congress to carry out investigations into mass rioting in cities in the summer of 2020 by BLM and Antifa groups, while significantly lesser supportive of an investigation into the Capitol infiltration January the 6th. The poll finds that two-thirds of voters want the costly Black Lives Matter-related riots investigated, while only 49% of voters agree that the January 6th investigation should be a priority. Rasmussen notes that 67% of whites, 64% of black voters, 66% of Hispanics, 62% of other minorities think Congress should investigate the 2020 riots in U.S. cities. The survey notes that there were a total of 574 violent clashes, in the wake of BLM and Antifa protests with more than 2,000 reports of police sustaining injuries. Did you not hear what I just said? Did you not hear what I just said? And America knows this. 574 clashes in the wake of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests with more than 2,000 police officers sustaining injuries. I don't like to be strident particularly, but this really ticks me off. In addition, the poll also found that 53% are of the opinion that Congress should award medals to the law enforcement officials that defended their cities from violent looters. And don't let Joe Biden or Jen Psaki fool you. Defunding the police is solely owned by the Democrat Party. You know it. I know it. This survey clearly says it. A majority of 62% felt that elected officials who downplayed the 2020 rioting and looting deserve criticism, while only 51% believe politicians deserve criticism for downplaying the January 6th incident. They're on the wrong side of history again, 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 again. Here is uh, one of my favorite shows on uh, Newsmax, Cortez and Pellegrino talking with uh, Jody Arrington, uh, a member of Congress, about the January 6th commission.
5: Another partisan endeavor like impeachment uh, 3.0. Congressman, your thoughts?
7: Well, it's that's exactly right. It's uh, it's uh, uh, Pelosi's kangaroo court. It's a way to uh, continue the obsession with Donald Trump, bring the antagonist back into Pelosi's theater uh, because they can't govern and they're fractured and their radical agenda is uh, is the worst thing that's happened. To-
1: America knows it and the train is on the tracks and it's roaring down the line and the hull of the SS Titanic has been breached
7: to their party in a long time and it's driving people uh, to the Republican column and will will hand us I think a, a historic win in 2022 so the next best thing is to give the left uh, something to do and focus on other than to advance the expansion of welfare and have the highest tax increase in the history of our country, um, and, and and to keep our attention of the American people off the rising crime and inflation and an open border. Well, there is that. So, it Other
1: than that, it's really good. Well, there's nothing good. Makes it makes sense
7: to me in Pelosi's political uh, mind and in her hyper-partisan world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if somebody just throw up. A bucket of water on her you know just get rid of the broom first <laughs> just to, if the broom's on fire anyway here is uh, greg kelly talking with representative kelly armstrong about the uh, people kicked off oh and by the way uh, kelly armstrong was one of the people kicked off the january 6th uh, committee
6: do you see the need for a bipartisan panel to look into January sixth? Well, I mean, we obviously didn't support the earlier one, but when the speaker has—I mean, I think that's the point of all of this. The speaker has the ability to impanel this. What she doesn't have to do, what she doesn't have, is the ability to pick who is on the committee. Uh, I serve with. Jim- By the way, she has added several
1: Democrats who are unnamed to the panel. They are known only as flying monkeys. That's just. I'm not sure what that is. Jordan for two years on uh, uh, judicial. Apparently they're blue. They wear these Shriners hats and they have little vests on.
6: through the Mueller, through two impeachments, through all of those things. And I'm really concerned about what uh, Leader McCarthy said. I think this institution is fundamentally being changed, and I don't think it has. What's that song going through my mind. I know I've heard that somewhere. Anything to do with the last election, and to be honest, I don't think it has anything to do with the next election. I think it has to do with Speaker Pelosi maintaining an ironclad grip on her conference for the next 18 months.
1: Which is kind of hard to do when you're 80 years old, you got the arthritis, you know, it's kind of hard to do the old ironclad grip like you used to. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Oh, Grant Snitchfield did something real funny the other night. He did this uh, uh, Biden six-month report card. <laughs> Here's a little bit of Grant's analysis of Joe Biden's first six months Ladies in office. And
0: gentlemen, we are mourning a very depressing anniversary today. Six months of Joe Biden in the White House. Whoo, can you believe it? Only six months ago, we lived in a very different place, a much more prosperous United States, one led, of course, by President Trump. We are only one-eighth of the way through this abomination of a presidency. Listen to Joe Biden today.
2: bottom line is we're delivering on our promises.
1: Is the promise to destroy America?
0: (laughs) Delivering on our promises? If his promises were rampant violent crime, highest inflation in 13 years, record-breaking border crossings, China eating our lunch, gas prices a dollar more expensive, and government handouts closing business- In a
1: word, sucktacular. Businesses left and right, then yeah. I mean, if you're going to suck, super suck. Otherwise, just don't.
0: You've delivered on your great promises, Joe. Is there a grade in school worse than an F? Because that's what I would give Joe in his first six months. Let's reflect, though on what we have been through since January.
2: What a journey. A rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we <laughs> will defeat. The growing emergency <laughs> unfolding at the Southern border. Uh, the number of migrants has surged. An average of
6: 5,000 unauthorized immigrants have been stopped daily. And the number of unaccompanied. Oh, it's much worse than that now. In minors continues to grow.
4: I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated is the very essence, the very essence of what the Bible tells us when it says, love thy neighbor.
1: And remember the uh, when Jesus went out into the desert and there was only one syringe with uh, the vaccine and, and he, he made enough for the entire crowd. I mean, that's what I think Kamala Harris thinks.
2: We're not going to seek ex-excuse ex- me. 80% of Americans are concerned, deep, deep, deep. concerned about the price of milk, and bread, and diapers, and, and, and the
1: things you need.
2: $1.9 trillion dollars of your money. so The bottom line is, your hair smells really good. How old are
1: you? What grade are you in?
2: We're delivering on our promises.
0: I like vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips. Oh, gosh. Way to go, Joe. You achieved what no president has done before, absolute chaos and disrespect. Thank
1: you there, Grant. I appreciate it. So uh, Rand Paul took on uh, Anthony Fauci the other day in Congress. He is launching a criminal probe, which is different than most of the probes that uh, Anthony Fauci has subjected us to. Anyway, here is uh, Greg Kelly talking to Rand Paul about the exchange, about calling out Anthony Fauci for knowing that there was gain-of-function research going on at the Wuhan lab, and it was funded by his
5: department. Are you pleased with how yesterday turned out? Well, you know, I think the truth's important. I mean, 4 million people have died so far. And if this came from a lab and came from people in the lab purposely trying to make viruses more uh, virulent or more pathogenetic, more dangerous, Boy, what a crazy thing. And I mean, we really should have a debate in our country whether this kind of research should continue, whether we should be funding research. And And
1: in China, the, the country that wants us all dead and stuff, you know, there's that.
5: China, at all. But really, whether we should be funding gain of function or making these super viruses in the, even in the united states it's like helping out dr evil
1: okay so what do you want to do to destroy the world what do you need we're here we got it we got it what do you need you need some money we'll take care of
5: you it's, i think it's a mistake i think there have been scientists warning for 20 years that a virus was going to escape the lab and cause a pandemic and now it looks like it has even uh,
1: hillary clinton's state department knew it and she warned of it And now she's being quiet about it. It's weird, kind of weird, weird,
5: weird. Here
1: is Rand Paul with uh, actual proof that uh, the gain of function was funded.
5: But what we do know publicly is that Dr. Xi, the bat scientist from Wuhan, published a paper in which she lists the NIH as funding her paper. She lists the grant number, for goodness sakes. So there's no question the NIH funded it. The question that Dr. Fauci is trying to misdirect us with is that he's saying it wasn't gain of function, but really this is this is readily provable. We need to be getting scientists on the air across America and asking them that question. You know there are many scientists out there who know the answer to this. Uh, Dr. Redfield was a virologist. Someone needs to ask him: Was it gain of function research that was going on in Wuhan? Because it, to 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 most of the physicians and scientists involved, I've asked was his gain of function they say this was the epitome of gain of function they took an animal virus that doesn't infect humans, they modified it in the lab and made it such that it would infect humans. That's the, that's the definition of gain-of-function research.
1: And by the way, Anthony Fauci said that the risk of a pandemic versus the value of that research, he said this years ago, I believe it was 2018, is well worth the cost. Here is uh, Rand Paul talking about whether Anthony Fauci uh, criminally lied to Congress.
5: You think this could be a criminal matter? Is he lying? It is, it is a crime. It's a felony to lie to Congress. And without question, he is lying. Yes. He funded gain-of-function research in there. Look at it this way. In 2014, they had a pause in funding gain-of-function research. Lie, 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 lie. How do you pause funding if you were never doing it? See, he says that he never has funded gain-of-function research. And yet, there was a pause on it for three years. lie, 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 lie. So they did pause it except they made exceptions and the doctor she research in the wuhan lab was apparently exception i'll bet you there's a paper trail if we can ever get a hold of the documents i think there's going to be a paper trail whether it was granted an exception or they simply never reviewed it
1: you can't hide your lion eyes okay no more singing
5: and see this is even worse there is a debate at the very least a debate over the gain of function well they never they never debated it at all they just defined it away and said oh well nothing to see here but that research is gain of function. They were taking viruses that don't normally infect humans. They were creating super viruses in the lab that don't.
1: Super don't duper viruses.
5: Don't exist in nature. And then they were testing them on human cells and finding, yes, they do infect human cells. Yeah.
1: Do you suppose those scientists have evil laughs? I'll bet you they do. I'll bet you you go on the Wuhan lab and it's like. <laughs> They cackle, and then they, you know, create the viruses and stuff. And whoa, whoa, did somebody leave the door open? Well, son of a gun. Son of a gun. Here is uh, Rand Paul on why Fauci lies. Because he thinks you's a stupid...
5: Much of his dishonesty comes from elitism. He believes that the common man's not smart enough to know things, so he may have to lie on occasion. This is what Plato- It's for your own good. ...so-called noble lies. He lies with good intentions. So when he told you that no masks worked. He was afraid that you would buy Your
1: goldfish wasn't flushed down the toilet he's gone on to
5: fish heaven the n95 mask that would be sold out and it is the mask that works the n95 and they use them in the hospital and later on when he told you all masks work he still he didn't want you to buy too many of the n95 mask and so it's really about Sort of he has a a superior truth that he's trying to prevent you from making uh, mistakes as individuals. And so he he does have to lie to you sometimes. But this is he sits on this this elite spot that he thinks that he is. I'm
1: only lying to you for your own good.
5: Able to and he's doing it for your own good. But that's really the epitome of, of elitism and the left is they they think we're not smart enough to make our own decisions. And I actually think the opposite. If you look at the people who have been told that over 65 is a significant risk factor, 85% of those over 65 decide to take a vaccine. I think we're actually very rational people. And given evidence, uh, we will in in a free society make wise decisions. And if we don't, the people who suffer are the people who make bad decisions.
1: There you go. You know, like those people who say, here, hold my beer. You know, they're the ones who are going to make the bad decision with the fireworks, you know, and the can of gas. That's just the way they are. But you and I are smarter than that. So Cortez and Pellegrino had uh, Michael Savage on. He does have some powerful opinions. Here he is talking about the uh, southern invasion of the United States.
8: Folks, remember the Mariel boat invasion, what it did to America, what happened, the cocaine wars? The decimation of... That was when
1: Castro released criminals from prison. Violent criminals, drug dealers, murderers, and sent them to the United States.
8: South Florida, the killings, the murders. Most of the people coming in are not families. They're military-age young men. This is the Honduran bus invasion. Yep. That's what I'm calling this. And what are they bringing to this country, this invasion of America? And I don't mean to offend immigrants. I'm the son of an immigrant. But I have to say it like it is. This invasion of America is a barbarous affront. It's a new dark age that is emerging. It is the swamping of our nation's culture.
1: But those people from Cuba who are escaping uh, torture, imprisonment, and murder on a, a raft through shark-infested waters, they have to go back.
8: By the demands of terror. Because
1: ex-Cuban uh, expatriates uh, vote 65% Republican, I thought you
8: should know. ...of the left, and in this upside-down world of the left wing... The Pharisee is rewarded, and the good patriot is now a criminal. No one can argue with that. They've turned the world upside down. Anyone who speaks out is considered a criminal.
1: Here is uh, Michael Savage talking with Cortez and Pellegrino about people making money off of this illegal stuff.
8: Because course, the RNC and, the, and the, uh, the business interests, the big business, the Bezos kind of interests, are one and the same. They want this invasion for reasons I can pretty much figure out. And the fact of the matter is, each immigrant is probably worth about $250,000. People don't know there's a price tag attached to the illegal immigrants. They think that they're just coming here to work. First of all, there aren't that many jobs. That's to begin with. Secondly, the benefits that are flowing into the hands of these agencies that support them, Catholic charities, Lutheran family services, Jewish family services, they're all in it, not for the religious but for the dollar amount, the old greenback. Mm-hmm. The money is flowing like crazy, and it's a disgrace because the end result is going to be worse than the Mariel Boat invasion. At least the Cubans brought us great cuisine, great music. I'm a fan of Cuban music. I have been since I'm a kid. At least we got something out of it.
1: You know, that Cuban sandwich is just amazing, too, with the, uh, with the ham and the mustard and the, the Swiss cheese. It doesn't sound very Cuban, but dang.
6: Dang, It's good. <laughs>
1: One more thing before I go, and this kind of made me smile. I don't want to end on a negative note, but uh, there's been a, a gigantic increase in unruly airline uh, fights on airliners, people being uncivil, 2,600. Well, there have been 3,509 unruly passenger reports thus far in 2021. 2,605 of those are related to non compliance with the federal mask mandate that remains in place for flights and public transit. But there was this guy... Uh, He was an American Airlines employee, and an unruly traveler was caught on video, and she decided to call the uh, fellow employee of this this person, the B-word, and the American Airlines employee said, I'm sorry, you're not flying then. I love this. And listen to this woman who was all that, all willing to call people the B word and all that. Uh, just a moment before, and the man said, incivility costs you your flight. Go fly with Spirit Airlines. Here's the exchange. This is wonderful.
7: First of all,
6: second of all, you called my employee a bitch. I believe for in for inappropriate, you're not going to travel. We don't tolerate that crap with us at all. So,
1: you can find another carrier to fly.
6: So, you can find another
7: carrier to fly. I'd suggest you nope. Remember
1: that had an ally, but Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Get off the plane. Bye bye. If you, you
7: acted second appropriate second?
1: and you did, disrespectful, I then I would let you travel.
7: But unfortunately,
6: you called my employee a bitch. Did you call my employee a bitch? No, I didn't. Did
7: was sleeping there. No, I didn't. Did
6: so, the other people I've heard you say it.
1: Hey, it's okay. like you come into my store, you want to may want to diss somebody. Want to try and steal a bunch of stuff like in California? Uh, GTFO.
6: Did else yeah, she also had two children. Please. Yes, Sir, ma'am. Yeah,
1: don't lie because you, you are. Sir, listen to me, please. Oh.
6: He did that once when you took the mask off and put a new one of yours no, on. I was yes. getting this out of my you bag. bag. This ma- yes. So much for your. Dude, I was. you are putting the same
1: on. That makes me smile. We need more of that. We need more of that. If you're going to be in civil, uh, go, get out. Goodbye. Tired of it. That makes me happy. Okay, guys. You know what else makes me happy? Doing the show every day. Okay, that was a really lame segue. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. I uh, I watch your online comments and I love your reviews that you leave on the uh, the Newsmax Daily podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's available on, by the way, fifty different uh, platforms: Spotify and iHeartRadio and uh, your toaster. I think it's available on your toaster if you turn it up really. Just turn it to brown there and you put it down and last, and then you'll suddenly hear my show. It's kind of weird that way. But if you would, uh, please subscribe to the Newsmax Daily Podcast and on Apple Podcasts. That way we kind of can get an idea how many downloads and all that, and it's growing dramatically, and it's absolutely glorious. Um, thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. God bless those who are being wrongly imprisoned for the January 6th incursion. At the Capitol. Remember Ashley Babbitt and above all, don't catch the stupid.
0: Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.